Mesechtes Tainus Daf Hey Seven lines on top of the Amid at the new Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah that Beis a machlekes as to when you start saying Gevuras Kishomim when you start mentioning Mashivurachem and Agashem. Rabbi Lezer says Miyatav Rishon from the first day of Sukkot in the morning. Rabbi Shua says Miyatav Achrin Shachag from the last day of Sukkot from Shmini Atzeres. And in the Gemara we saw a member of Rabbi Shua where he said Mishas Hanachasik from the time that he stopped taking the Luv, and then we saw Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah and the Brais he said it over in the name of Rabbi Shua. And he said, that the one that davens or shachris in the morning on Shmini Atzeres does not say Mashvurachim and Agashem. However, the one that davens must have started saying Mashvurachim and Agashem. Then in the Bryce in the Gemara, we saw Rabbi Yudabim Seir's Shita was, he starts saying Mashvurachim and Agashem on the second day of Sukkot, just like you start Nisachamayim. And Rabbi Kiva said that we start saying Mashvurachim and Agashem from the sixth day of Sukkot. So for the most part, the Mishnah that Bez spoke about Haskaras Kavurish Kisham. Which is talking about Mashavrachim and Agashem. There was one line in the Mishnah that said, In Shailas Agashem, El Samuk Hashem, that Shailas Kisham, which means to ask and request from Makaj Baruch to send rain, which is when we say the same Talmud Racha in the Bracha of Baruch Elenu in Shemin Esrei. And the Mishnah stated that we only ask for Geshem when it's the proper time for Geshem, as the Gemara explained yesterday. The Mishnah ended off that Rabbi Huda also said, Beyond the Rishon Pesach, Rishon Masker, Achrin in Masker, on the first day of Pesach, when the summer already is starting, then the first one, the Bashar. Will say Mashvurachim and Agashem. However, the Baal Musaf does not say Mashvurachim and Agashem anymore because at this point it's already the end of the rainy season. And let's now start our Mishnah. I must say, until what point during the winter do we actually ask for Geshem and we say the same time during Baruch Aleinu? Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, until the end of Pesach. And we saw yesterday, even though Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah on that base said that once you get to the first day of Pesach, the Baal Shachris says Mashvurachim and Agashem and the Baal Musaf does not say Mashvurachim. Anymore. However, this Rabbi Yehuda over here is actually a different time that's going according to Rashi Rabbi Yehuda, and he says you continue saying the same time Matul Bracha until the end of Pesach, and therefore you would actually be saying Mashvurach Menegeshem the entire Kalamayid until the end of Pesach as well, as the Gemara brought down from Ula Trei Tanoi Valibud Rabbi Yehuda. However, says Adchi Yitzinisun that you only stop asking for rain only at the end of Nisan. If you are May, you'd say the same time Matul Bracha until the end of Nisan, and you'd also say Mashvurach. Up until that point, Shinaman he brings a pasuk that we see that rain is beneficial even during Nisan, as it says in the pasuk in Yoel, that the rain started falling for Klayisol. Both the early rain and the late rains fell during Nisan, and therefore we see that there is Gishbe Bracha even in Nisan. And we begin the Gemara. You're telling me that Yoyer actually falls down during Nisan, which is the early rain. The early rains fall down in Macheshvin. That's of course. The earliest time that we have the rainy season, as we learned in the Brisa, and this Brisa is going on, the Pasuk it says in Bahayim Shemoya, and the Brisa explains, the early rains are referring to the rains that come in Macheshvin, and the term Malkish, which is referring to later rains, is referring to the rains that come in Nisan. Now, the second Tyson on Ahmed actually explains the Gemara's question as follows on the Pasuk itself, which is a Pasuk in Yoel, that's where we're asking a question from. The Masnis and Efshel on the Mishnah, we actually could explain that the Mishnah is just saying that we see that the later rains could come in Nisan, and that's fine. But maybe even our Mishnah would agree that Yoel would be in But Rav Nachman's question is goofed from the Pasuk in Yoel, and it says that both Moira and Malkish come in Nisan, and that's why the Gemara asked this question. So Amalei, so Rav Yitzchak responded to Rav Nachman, so 
said Rabbi Yechem, he may yoel ben pesuel niskayim mekuzad. And this pasuk is actually referring to a very specific case by yoel ben pesuel dechsiv bay because it says yasar gezem achal abba that over there during the time of yoel there was actually drought and famine and a plague of all types of locusts for seven years. And this was during the time of Yehoram ben Achav who was a melech Yisrael. And this was a cholera that came upon Klai Yisrael. So for seven years there were terrible droughts and famines. The entire pasuk which is in yoel parak al pasuk dalit says yasar gezem achal abba. That there were four different types of grasshoppers or locusts that came upon the Jews, and therefore they had a terrible famine that was going on in those days. Now, during that last year of the famine, Adam was already completed, and there still was no rain. And then the first rains came down on the first day of Nisan. So the Navi told Klaisol, Yoel told them, Go and plant. What should we do? To the person that only has his last kav of wheat or his last two kav of barley, should they save that and eat it and therefore they'll be able to live? Or should they plant it and they'll actually die? And that's a death sentence. So why are you telling us to go and plant our last morsels of food? So he said, Even so, trust me. Go and plant it. So we will be gurus. They went out and they trusted Yael and they actually planted their last pieces of food. And then Naslam because they trusted, so then Nase came, and Kajbarhu revealed to them other pieces of food that were in the crevices in the walls, as well as ant holes where the mice went and hid their provisions. And then they continued to plant on the second day of Nisan, on the third day, and on the fourth day of Nisan. And on the fifth day of Nisan, they had another rainfall. And all of this food grew really quickly, and by the 16th of Nisan, they were able to bring the carbon oymah from the barley that they grew during this period of time. And it was a great nace and we found that the tfuah that generally grows in six months from Tishur to Nisan, it only took it 11 days from Hei Nisan until Tazai Nisan. And Taizadim Masko Chazirah Sa'echel asked that Lecharyot from Aleph Nisan and Ayin Shem how he tries to answer and he ends up Bitzarachiyon. And similarly, Nimsa Oymah Hakara Bin Tfuah Shal Shish Chadashim that the oymah which is generally brought from tfuah that grows in six months, Kara Bin Tfuah Shal Echad and that generation, that's what it says. Those that plant with tears, they will be able to rejoice while they're cutting. They're going while they're crying. And they're carrying sacks of tuah. What does that mean? We already spoke about a person, as we said, is talking about people. So what is this referring to? Rabbi Huda explains, Shor, it's referring to ox. When they were plowing, the Shor was so hungry that they were going and crying while they were plowing. Well, the Chazurasa, by the time they were turned around and they were coming back from plowing a row, and they would at that point already be able to eat the food that was already grown from the furrow. And that's what it means. They would come back while rejoicing. My noise, myself. What does it mean? They would carry their bundles. says, And some say it was an embrace that we learned. That generally we find that the stalks of grains are three or four times the size of the ear of corn. However, over here was exactly the opposite. The ears of corn would double the size of the actual stalks. As the Gemara says, the stalks of the grains were a size of a zeris, and the ears of corn, or the ears of the tua, was double their size and measured two zeris. And from this point until the end of the blot, we're going to continue to talk about things that Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yitzchak were discussing. So I'm Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Nachman again said to Rabbi Yitzchak, and this again is talking about the story about Yol. Why does it say in the Pasuk, what does it mean? Kikar Hashem Lerov, the Gambal Aretz 
created a famine and it came to the world for seven years. And the Gemara now is, during these seven years of famine, what did Klai Yisrael eat? So Rabbi Yitzchak responded that Rabbi Yitzchak said, during the first year of the hunger, they ate whatever they had in their houses. The second year, they ate whatever was in the Sardis, anything which was left over and all the wild growth that grew by itself in the field. The third year, they ate all the meat of the behemoth herd that they had. And in the fourth year, they ate non-kosher animals. In the fifth year, they ate shkatsum ramasim. They ate all types of bugs and insects. And in the sixth year, some people came to the point that they ate their children, they ate their sons and their daughters. And Rashi says, Mixasam. And Rashi understood that it couldn't be that everyone was in such a terrible matter that they were eating as well as the children. Because before we saw them, they said, So you see, there were many people that still had Tvua left over and they were able to eat their Tvua throughout the famine. And Shviyas, on the seventh year, they would eat their own flesh, their own arms. So that's going at the Kim of the Pasuk that says in Yeshayah, that a person will eat their actual arms, they will eat their own flesh. Navi says that in your midst it is holy and still Baruch won't come into the city. If it's holy in the city, why wouldn't Hakadosh Baruch come into the city? That's a reason Hakadosh Baruch should actually come into the city. He responded back again in the name of Rabbi Yechon. I won't come into Yishlaim Shemayla in the base of English that's in the Shemayim. Until I'm able to come back to Yishlaim Shemayla and the base of English is rebuilt on this world. Is there such a thing as Yishlaim up above in Shemayim? The Gemara says in the Chsil that says in the Pasuk, Yishlaim Habanuya, Yishlaim that's rebuilt, just like the city that's corresponding, it's twin city that's up in Shemayim. The Gemara continues with another member from Anachman to Rabbi Yitzchak. What does it mean the Pasuk in Yirmiyal? There's one Aver that totally consumes Rishoyim in Gehenim, and that's what it means. With one Aver, the fools, the Rishoyim, will be destroyed. And the Gemara says, Which Aver is this? It's referring to Aver. It says over here, Musavalam Eitzu, and use the Lashon of Hevel. The Ksidavasman says in Yirmiyal, Hevel Hema Maisatuim, referring to Aver Dezara. And therefore, we see over here, we're also talking about Aver Dezara. Another member of what does it mean the Pasuk in Yirmiyah? That my nation did two terrible things. Only two. In Yirmiyah itself, we talk about 24 different Averis that Klai Yisrael performed during those days. And Rashi brings down another Pshat that they were even on Chavtal's farm. They were even on all 24 of the Sifrei Tanakh. said, This Pasuk is referring to Achas, one Avera, that's similar to two different things. Now Rashi says that what it means it means that similar to the two nations Kutim and Kadarim that they did certain Averis as we'll see in a moment and others explain similarly that the Avodah Zara that's done by Klai Yisrael in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is twice as bad as the Avodah Zara that's done by Goyim as we'll see in a moment in the Gemara and we turn to the Hei Mabez Umayniya what are we referring to Avodah Zara the Chsiv as it says the Pasuk Yishtayim Reis Asu Ami HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that there were two terrible things that my nation did they left HaKadosh Baruch Hu who I am the source of life and they dug for themselves many wells that were broken and the Pasuk ends off that water is not retained in Sunsh Bayris and it says regarding Klai Yisrael that Kosh Baruch Hu says go to 
files of Katiyam and see the Avedah Zara that they're doing and also go to Kedah and consider what they're doing as well. Does a nation go switch out the Avedah Zara for another Avedah Zara even though the original Avedah Zara is not really a god? And you, Klaiso, go and swap out HaKadosh Baruch when you switch me over and you serve gods that don't help you at all. And the Gemara explains it. The Katiyam used to serve fire. The Kadriyam the Kadriyam would serve water. And even though the Katiyam knew that water extinguishes fire, they still didn't get rid of their gods. And still, they know how great HaKadosh Baruch is and they still switch me out for gods that are meaningless. And therefore, that's that my nation did two terrible things. So according to Rashi means that they did two terrible things. They didn't take Musa from the Katiyam and the Kadriyam. And then Rashi also explains that even though the Katiyam and Kadriyam did Avedizara, they served something which was nothing. And therefore, there wasn't a major time on them. They were just serving Avedizara. But Klai, so you know better. You serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then you left me, which is one Avla. And more than that, you actually left HaKadosh Baruch Hu to go serve Avedizara that are meaningless. And that's even even worse Avera. And the Gemara once again says, what does it mean in the Pasuk? It says, that Shmuel became older. And the Gemara is, did Shmuel really become so old? When he died, he was actually only 52, as we'll see in a moment from Rashi and Taisis. Because we learned in Gemara and Mayukot in the Ramchavches, after the Gemara over there says that if someone dies at 50, that's considered Kares. It says if you die at 52, that's a Misa Shmuel Ramasi, and therefore that's not something to be concerned about. But you see that Shmuel died at 52. So how can you say that Shmuel was zokin that he became old? Amalei, he responded back, again, so said Rabbechan, zik the kavtzalav, although Shmuel was only 52, he looked very old that he suddenly became white. That after Shmuel HaMelech made Shol to be the king over Klai Yisrael, it says that Kaj Baruch Hu said that I regret that I made Shol to be a king and Kaj Baruch Hu wanted to kill Shol right away. Amalei, so Shmuel said, you compared me to Meish and Aaron. And just like by Moshe Aaron, you are not battle the Maishadim in their lifetime. And as Rashi says, this is referring to Yeshua. That was a Talmud both to Moshe and Aaron. Now we know he was a Talmud of Moshe. How do we know that Yeshua was a Talmud of Aaron? Because we know that the order that Moshe Rabbeinu gave over the Torah, he first gave it over to Aaron, then to his children, then he gave it over to Yeshua as well. He included him in the group, and then etc. Until he got to all of Klai And we know the Gemara in Eivin says that Moshe Rabbeinu then left, and then. Aaron HaKohen actually gave over all the Limud to the rest of Klai Yisrael, including Yeshua, and therefore Yeshua was a Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu as well. So Shmuel said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that just like Yeshua was not battle, Yeshua took over from Aaron and Moshe, Afani, lo so also by me, you shouldn't be my battle, my Maishiyadeh, because I made Shalom Melech into a king, during my lifetime you shouldn't kill him. Now as we said, Rashi says this is referring to Yeshua, Rabbeinu Geshem on the side of Gemara says it's referring to the Mishkan of Moshe and of Aaron, and others explain it's referring to the Ananiya covered as well as the Mon, which were Beschus Aaron and Moshe. Amakashbach said, Hechi Avid, what should I do? Lay Mishal, should I kill Shal at this point? Like a Shavik Shmuel, Shmuel's not letting me, and he's requesting that I keep him alive. Lay Mishmuel, should I kill Shmuel right now? Avizutra, since he's so young at this point, he was only even 50 at this point, Miraniya Basrait, and people will start talking about him and saying that he's probably had a virus, and that's why he died so young. Lay Mishal, Lay Mishmuel, should it be that I should keep Shal alive as well, Shmuel? Kvagriya Machus Dove, Machus de Gazbacharata, Afilu since it's the time for David Amalek's reign to start, therefore it can't be that I'll keep Shaul alive because Amalek's can't go and touch even the, a drop of its friend's reign, even by a hair's breadth. So Amalek Baruch Hu, so therefore Amalek Baruch Hu said, I'll call 
Shmuel to look older, at that point he will die, and therefore people will not speak about him because they'll look at him as an older person. And Shaul's kingdom only lasted two and a half years. That's what it says in the passage. Shaul was living in Giba, and he was under the tree in Rama. And Rama is in Harifayim. Who caused that Shaul was able to have his kingdom and be a king for two and a half years in Giba? Was the schus of the tefillah of Shmuel who came from Rama, and we know many times we call a tamachacham Ashli Ravvi a great tree, a large tree. So here also Shmuel is being referred to the Eishel, and it's brought down that Tachas Eishel is saying that because of the Eishel, because of the Shaila, the letters of the Eishel mixed up is Shaila, and therefore because of Shmuel asking from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that's what gave Shmuel the schus to live another two and a half years. And the Gemara says, How could it be that Shmuel was killed in order to have David become king? Uh, that Gemara says in that that happens and even though it wasn't the proper time for Shmuel to die but sometimes it could be other Cheshbonis and that's why Shmuel died the Gemara says in the Amr of Shmuel Barachbeni Amr of Yenison why is it saying the Pasuk that therefore I chiseled out of my Nevi'im and I killed based on the utterings of my mouth but my saying it doesn't say because of the Chatoim because of my Gzera therefore you see based on the Gzera they wanted Dovin Amel to be king and that's why Shmuel had to die now if you think about this it's actually not that Shmuel died at the improper time it's really that Shmuel actually asked for it because really HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to kill Shaul and leave Shmuel alive but Shmuel himself asked that his Maishiyadai should be Mekuyim and therefore based on his request HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually listened to the Tzaddik and caused Shmuel to die in order that he doesn't see that Shaul dies while he's still alive how do we know that Shmuel was actually 52 years old when he died so in the third Rashi he says Yom Shal Shmuel Nun Beishon as it says Adi Gamal Anar the Pasuk tells us that Chana kept Shmuel at home until the Nah was ready to be weaned and ready not to nurse from her. The Chavtal Chardashim Nikratinik and a child that's up to 24 months is called a Tinik. The Lashim Tinik actually comes from Yoyni Chalav Me'imai. The Xivitan says in the Pasuk Shmuel, by Yeshuv Shalom Ad Oilam, the Chana brought Shmuel to the base of Middash to live in the base of Middash forever. And we know Oilami Shalevi Chamishim Shana, the world and the years of a Levi is 50 years Shinema, Ubel Chamishim Shana, Yashim Mitzvah Avoida. So we see that Shmuel lived in the base of Middash 50 years plus the two years before he got to the base of Middash and therefore Shmuel was 52 when he died and I ain't Tyson at the top of the Amid where Tyson brings another Pshat and we continue with the Gemara Rav Nachman of Yitzchak Rav Nachman of Yitzchak Rav Yitzchak Rav Yitzchak they were sitting together by a Suda so again Amalei Rav Nachman of Yitzchak Rav Nachman of Yitzchak let my Rebbe teach me something he said a member from his Rebbe Rav Yitzchak again a Masich of Suda will not let us speak during the Suda because maybe your windpipe will open up and you'll choke and your food won't go to the esophagus and you'll come to Sakana Basta decided after they finish eating Amalei said then Rav Yitzchak said to Rav Nachman Hachi Am Rav Yechran this is another member from Rav Yechran Yaakov Vino Leimais our forefather Yaakov never died Amalei so Rav Nachman asked Rav Yitzchak V'chi B'chdi Saftu Satanya V'chantu Chantai V'kavr Kavraya we have a whole Pasha in Pasha V'chi where it says that they made a spadim they eulogized Yaakov Vino they embalmed Yaakov Vino and they also gave him Kvura as we know he went to Eretz and he was Nikbar in the Maras Bechpela Amalei so Rav Yitzchak responded back Mikrani Darius is a Pasuk that actually proves this Shinema it says in the Pasuk so says Hashem that don't fear my servant Yaakov I'll take his Yisrael and Yisrael you should not be concerned because I will save you from faraway places and your children from the land of the captivity and therefore you compare him to his children just like his children will be saved from captivity while they're alive also he is considered alive as Rashi says of course he's 
is only saving the lie people, shame b'shavi, because they're captive. Shamesim ain't b'shavi, because you can't consider someone as dead to be a captive. And then Rashi says, Afu b'chaim shaviyan b'gayla, k'day legalos b'nav l'enav, that I'm going to bring him into the Gaulus in order that you should see that his children are actually getting redeemed from the Gaulus. K'mashim b'shavi b'shavi, just like the Mitzrayim, as it says, by Kriyas Yamsa, vayay Yisrael, as Yalak Deila, v'dashin Yisrael Saba, and Midashin, that's referring to Yaakov Vinu, and the reason why in Eretz Mitzrayim it says that they actually embalmed him was because they thought he was dead, but really he was alive. And Taisus Yaakov he points out as it says in the passage by Yigva, the likes of Yomis, but again Yaakov just says Eloshim by Yigva, but not by Yomis. The Gemara continues. says, Anyone that says the word Rachav Rachav right away becomes a Balkari. Now Rachav was a woman; she was one of the four beautiful women in the world, and she helped the spies that Yeshua sent prior to going to Eretz Yisrael. And if someone actually says the word Rachav Rachav, they will become Balkari. Somewhere of Nachman, of Nachman, Israel, Yitzchak, and now mean of Leich Bisli. I could say Rachav Rachav many times, and you actually just said the word Rachav Rachav, and nothing happened to either one of us. On the lake, he responded back, Ki Kamina Biyodov Makira. I was referring to someone that knew her and recognized her. As Rashi says, this is really the same terminology. But the last Tyson on Ahmed says, Biyodov Makira Kamina, Pirish Biyodov, that he knew her, Shabal, that he actually had Bia with her, he actually had relations with her, who Makira Shira he saw, and also he recognized her that he actually saw her. And only if at one time you had relations with her, then if you said Rachav Rachav, you would actually become a Balkari. The Gemara ends off with one of the most famous Gemaras in Shas, Kehav Miftimah when Rav Nachman and Bitsuk were taking leave from each other, Rashi says it was actually Rav Nachman was leaving from Rav Bitsuk, on Malay, so Rav Nachman said, Rav Bitsuk, I want a bracha, on Malay, so Rav Bitsuk said, I'm going to say a mashal, there was a person going in the desert, but he rubbed, he was hungry, and he was tired, but some he was very thirsty, and he found a tree, that his parents were very sweet, and had beautiful shade, and had a stream of water that was going underneath it, and he ate from its pears, he drank from its water, and he sat in the shade. When he wanted to leave Omar, he said, What would I give you a bracha? I can't give you a bracha, the pears should be sweet, because they're already sweet. That your shade should be beautiful, you already have beautiful shades. You already have all these brachas, and you already have a stream of water that's running next to you. So therefore, it should be the will that any natia, any sapling that's planted from you should be exactly the same as you and have all these brachas as well. And we turned that vav amenalev. Rabbi Yitzchak turned to Rabbi Nachman and said, Afata, also you Rabbi Nachman, vamevrecha, what should I bless you with? And we're going to learn with the gears of the bach, im b'tayra, reish l'cha tayra. If it's with tayra, you already have tayra. Vim l'gdula, if it's for greatness, reish l'cha gdula. Vim l'kavad, if it's for honor, reish l'cha kavad. Vim b'aisha, reish l'cha aisha. And if it's wealth, you already have wealth. Vim b'banim, if it's children, reish l'cha banim, you already have children. All of your children and your future generations should be like you. And the Gemara says that he was an Aisha, and we know that he was actually the son in law of the Reish Kalusa of Rabbavua. His wife's name was actually Yilta. And it's also brought down Rav Nachman had seven children that actually mentioned in Shas. We have Mazutra Braid Rav Nachman, Rachel Braid Rav Nachman, Hoyn Braid Rav Nachman, Ravin Braid Rav Nachman, Huno, as well as Rav Papa and Rav Dimi Braid Rav Nachman, that all tell me to come and we will stop over here.